Seinfeld. The shower head is over, but we're just getting started here on Seinfeld, the post-show recap. And now, here are the two guys who are about to move into this locked stock and barrel. I'm Rob Cisternino. Here's Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? I'm doing great, Rob. What's going on? Oh, very excited to talk about the shower head, which I really did enjoy. Very fun to go back and watch this. Yeah, it's an interesting episode. Yeah. It's so heavy on uh you know the Seinfelds and the Costanzas and we got Newman in there and Mr. Peterman you know there's there's really like no uh you know non-main or like B-level characters in the whole episode mm-hmm. there's nobody you know the only like speaking role basically of someone who's not who's not a regular essentially I guess Jay Leno mm-hmm. and I guess maybe the doctor says like five words in the whole episode that's basically it yeah a couple of words Newman shows up as well with the low flow shower head I think the, maybe the low flow shower head might be the least interesting stuff in terms of getting the, the black market shower head. I felt like that that didn't hold up as well. I think the whole thing is just in there because they love the idea at the end of like Kramer resisting this, in, you know, this insane elephant shower. Yeah. Uh, so they put four scenes in there just to get to that end point. It is funny seeing everybody with the low flow shower head hair. I feel like that that's a funny gag throughout the episode. But just the idea of trying to get the you know high pressure shower head is OK. But we'll talk through all of it. So a lot of stuff to get through as we go back to watch episode number 16 key of season seven from February 15th. 1996 yeah we're two-thirds of the way done with season seven wow. uh you know so close to the final 50 you can final 50 it. wow when when that should be the hashtag when we get to that uh okay fine <laughs> we will both forget okay what's that in four weeks yeah something like that oh my god final 50 uh, that's gonna be the home stretch for the seinfeld post show recap well once we get within the final year which i guess we're technically in just because there's a double episode in a few weeks and then there's the you know the uh the double episode clip show uh, which, uh, you know, I like even if we cover, we're only going to cover it for one week and the finale is a double. So I think in theory, we're probably, this could even be the, you know, sort of the start of the final year, start of the final year. Here we go. All right. So key, do we have anything to discuss news wise before we jump into talking about showerhead? Uh, not really. Uh, just, I guess, to tie up some loose ends from last week. Okay. Tie them up. Uh, you know, nobody really. Everyone wanted to hear more about your cable bill. I yeah, feel I was like, surprised uh, by that. I mean, what are we? I was just talking about how I have too many channels, and then I tried to call and I tried to get rid of it. Yeah, people wanted to hear. You <laughs> thought like, okay, this is getting too boring and technical, and people are like, no, it wasn't boring <laughs> or technical enough. Like people wanted more. Yeah, I have too many channels, and I just I, I wrestle with it in terms of uh, trying to like, oh, do, do I have to watch that? Do can I get rid of that? So maybe one day we'll do a maybe that'll be part of an off season podcast. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, one other thing from like a month ago that I never we never uh, tied up was we there was a poll. We got into uh, an argument. We had a poll uh, who would win in a fight. Yeah. And I think we both thought the other person would win. So mm-hmm. Post Show Recaps uh, tweeted out a poll. Yes. And uh, there were 88 votes and you won 53 to 47 wow. percent. OK, uh, I really don't think I'm beating anybody in a fight. Like, I kind of feel like I wrestle with my kids and I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they don't beat me <laughs> up at some point. They're like tapping you out. Yeah, yeah. Well, they bite and they scratch. They, they really fight dirty. Yeah, you so. can't bite back unless you want like social services or something to come to mm-hmm. your house. Okay, so that'll you be interesting. You put up a poll also. Yes. Um, the and uh, it, it was uh, seven versus soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did people and, say? And oh, it was a destruction. I think it was like seventy-three to twenty-seven. That, uh, seven. seven. Seven destroyed soda. 
Soda is it really you should have named a kid soda like in the fifties. I think that that really would have been uh, no pun intended the sweet spot for that. Right, and then people pointed out like, what if you're in Chicago or the Midwest where they call it pop? They don't even know what soda it's is. Exotic. It really- it's exotic. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, where's soda? What's that? All right, so let's jump into talking about this. I'm excited to talk showerhead. So we end up with Jerry talking about his uh, in his stand up about how when your parents you reach a point, all there is to do is eat with them. Keith, have you found this to be true? Have you reached that point? I think I'm at the point where I can't even eat with them anymore. Oh, no. Because then you like, love to eat. I lo- that's all I love really is eating. But the, the problem is because I'm like heavy, I think my parents are like sort of like staring intently at what I order. You know, I feel like, oh, I got to order a salad or else they're going to be like guilt tripping me the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I can't even enjoy eating with them. So I hear what he's saying, but I take it one step further. Let me also just set up here at the top of the show. If you want to subscribe and leave feedback ratings and God knows we could use them. Go to postshowrecaps.com slash Seinfeld iTunes. I feel like we've been getting the low pressure, the low flow iTunes ratings lately. It's like a drip. Uh, yeah, it's, it's more of a trickle, less of an elephant uh, water, you know, w- you know, uh, water pressure recently. But uh uh, you know, if there are any new listeners out there, someone who hasn't uh, reviewed us yet, so, you know, do us a favor. It takes 10 seconds. We appreciate it. We're going to be on for a while. Postshowrecaps.com slash Seinfeld iTunes. Uh, always appreciate it. Honest reviews and ratings only, please. Yeah, don't lie and say we're good. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it's better. Are you better off on iTunes to get uh, like a three star review, like sort of a neutral review or to get nothing? Like, does I, how, do, how do you think iTunes is? iTunes like, ah, at least somebody's listening. Or are you better off with just not that many, but all five stars? Like, do they want to see some action on the feed? I mean, you know, if you get a mix, I, the way it works, like one one star review wrecks like 25 star reviews. If you're trying to get a five star. rating, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and three. St- also, nobody gives three stars. That's not how the Internet works. That's <laughs> too, too cold of a take. I'm looking now. We have one. We have 168 ratings. Yeah. One three star review. Wow. The least of any star because. Like, what you know, give us five stars or say we're terrible. You know, don't don't. That's too cold of a take to say three stars. Too cold. But right. you could do four and be like, you know, I, w- I would give it five, except like Akiva's not funny or give it one and say like it's an it's an atrocity. I'm never listening again. But don't give us three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The idea of eating with the parents when my parents would come and visit when I first moved to L.A., it was excruciating over. OK, now you have people in town and like, what are my parents going to do? Sit in my apartment? So everything is about, okay, what should we do next? Where do we, where do we go next now? Where do you want to go eat next? And it's like, what do you want, mom? What do you want, dad? Uh, it's, it was very stressful. Right. Especially since, you know, if you live in a big city, the restaurant options are literally endless. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you, you know, back home and it's like, all right, do we go to like the deli or, or, you know, like, uh, or like the diner, you know, there's a, there's relatively few options. Yeah. Uh, and, and you end up finding a couple places you like. Like if you live in New York or L.A., you know, your, your options are limitless. And then it's yeah, then it's your parents. It's not only them not able to make a decision. Then it's like you spend the whole lunch deciding where you're going for dinner when you're mm-hmm. when they're on vacation. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, Keith, let's jump into the episode. And uh, we start off with Elaine in the doctor's office. So Elaine has a trip plan to Kenya with Jay Peterman to go visit the Maasai Bushmen and check out their sandals. Does this sound like a fun trip to you? I mean, not really, but I don't like leaving the house. So like mm-hmm. going all the way to Kenya and like, you know, she, you know, she's getting a drug test. Why? Do, why is she getting drug tested? Do we know? 
It's like, does she need to pass a physical because she's going to like? I would understand if she needs to get like inoculations. I don't know right. why Peterman is testing to see if she can. Hand. I mean, she's not going into space. I don't know why they need to perform a full body physical to see if she's up to the task of going to Africa. Yeah, it's really not explained. I mean, I guess it's an interesting enough trip. I would want this trip to be like four days max, though. Yeah. All right, so Elaine has to give in a urine sample. So we end up with George, Jerry, and Elaine. And George is much more seeing our point about what are you doing going to Africa? It's like 150 degrees there. Yeah, it doesn't sound uh, that exciting. I mean, this is the winter, though. Oh, but I guess maybe it's the summer there. I I don't know. uh, It's only hotter now. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) I think uh, I I don't know if, uh, you know, is it? I guess I guess the whole world is hotter. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound doesn't sound too exciting. But maybe there's like uh, they're just going to meet them like inside. The, the Bushmen will like come to their hotel mm-hmm. and show off the sandals there. And they don't have to go out in the field. All right. So a lot of business going on with Jerry is going to be back on the Tonight Show on Thursday. Does the show at all even attempt to explain why Jay Leno and the Tonight Show is taping in New York? Uh, very briefly and half-heartedly, he says, "Oh yeah, the Tonight Show's back in town." Mm-hmm. So basically, I guess at the time, maybe he'd come for like a week every year mm-hmm. or every every other year, you know, move the show. I mean, people do it. Jimmy Kimmel comes to Brooklyn, uh, you know, I don't know if every year, but maybe every other year for uh, for a week. It's a big deal because you got to bring basically the whole show. It's probably expensive. Um, I don't know if like the opposite is true. I don't think like Letterman ever went out to L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Conan maybe would go on remote sometimes, but like more Chicago, less LA. But I, so it's not the greatest thing in the world. I do think I'm sure in Leno's like 20 year run, I'm sure he did go to New York at least a few times. Uh, you know, and you, then you get like the quintessential New York people. So it's not insane that he'd have Jerry on the week he comes to New York. Okay. All right. So we end up with Kramer coming in and he talks about how the super is coming into his bathroom to change his shower head. Keith, is this a thing that happens? Does the uh, super of a building come in and change your shower head? That's not a personal choice. What shower head you get to have? I mean, I, I guess it's building property. I guess. I don't know. If, like if they're all rentals, not if you if you own, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I've lived in a lot of apartments. I've never had the landlord come in and say what shower head I had to have. Right. I don't know if it's like a code thing, like they're getting up to code or because like usually you don't get things fixed unless you beg for months. You know, maybe if you have a good, a good, you, you ask him in a week later. But the idea that they just like up, you know, upgrade everybody. No questions asked, you know, against some people's will basically seems weird. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe that they're trying to cut back the water usage and then the sort of like a law. Got oh, yeah, passed. that's probably it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one that they're trying to, you know, that maybe they're paying the water bill. Uh, and then they want it to be lower, which is why they have the low flow showers. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's a conservation thing where it's some some sort of like New York City law where they said that, you know, all these buildings have to stop using so much water in the shower. I think that's the thing. I, no, that's more of an L.A. thing. Conservation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they used to have like toilet tanks that were like, you know, 10 gallon uh, toilet. Flood, and then, you know, they try to get that number lower and lower. I guess. I mean, if you care about the environment, it sounds good. Yeah. All right. So. The super is changing everything. And also that Jerry's parents are after the fiasco. And I mistakenly called where they were living last week, Del Boca Vista. So apparently Del Boca Vista is a new place, uh, which they are moving into. But in the meantime, Jerry's parents are staying at Uncle Leo's apartment because Uncle Leo has what a a girlfriend and he's moved in with her or he's just staying at her house. Uh, It's sort of like the college, you know, 
girlfriend the beginning of the semester, and then you basically live there, even though you don't officially live there. Yeah. Okay. I have to get your mail a couple times. All right. Also, we find out that Uncle Leo is having regular sex. How about that? I mean, they're assuming. I don't know if uh, Leo ever admits <laughs> well, to we that. We see him in bed with his girlfriend. Well, they have to sleep. Like, they're watching The Tonight Show. <laughs> I guess so. It's 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Morty is confused about what time they tape The Tonight Show. Uh, he doesn't understand why they tape it at 4.30 and it airs at 11.30. He asks Jerry, uh, how long have they been doing that for? And Jerry uh, very incredulously says, uh, 30 years. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not so crazy. People don't know that. I feel like you either like know how TV works or you don't. And I could see Morty Seinfeld not knowing how TV works. So Elaine brings up a good question for George. Hey, how come your parents never moved to Florida? I like how George has never considered it till right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Keeve, if I have this correct, that your wife's parents live in Florida, but yours do not. So it's very similar to the Jerry George situation, correct? Sure, but they're like my wife's family's from Florida. Like they oh. moved in their they moved in their twenties. Not my wife's grandparents pulled what what the Seinfelds did. Mm-hmm. Like you know, move from Baltimore to Florida after you sort of retire or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Jerry has the pamphlet for where his parents are moving to now uh, at Del Boca Vista. Why does Jerry have the pamphlet? Yeah, I don't know. It's probably just lying around the house. It doesn't make it like I, I didn't think about it. Yeah, I guess that maybe they brought it over to show him and to say like, hey, here's where we're moving. Yeah, probably they're so, you know, they're proud of their new place and obviously they need to get out of the old one. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we get a phone call from Helen. She calls up and she wants to know where where should she get ice from? I mean, this seems like a bizarre phone call. Is it so hard to find ice in New York City? I guess so. I guess so. So how about an ice tray? And so for Jerry, that this is a problem because now it's local calls. Keeve, well, how dated is that? That people are worried about making local calls versus long distance calls. Really should have tracked because a lot of times during the series, I say like, oh, now that's the most dated thing of the whole series. Mm-hmm. But this is up there. This is in the top five for yeah. sure. That's not even a thing anymore, local calls and long distance calls, right? No, I mean, you could call internet, like with the right plan, you call internationally for like free essentially now. So, yeah. Although I wonder, you know, in a, like a place like where, like in LA, like nobody has an area code that's like, you know, people have area codes from everywhere. But like when I go on Long Island and, you know, somebody gives me a phone number, it's just, they just give like the seven digit number. Like sure. they don't even bother with area code. Yeah. When sometimes I'm back on Long Island, I'll say like, is that 516? And you get the weird look, right? Yeah. Right. Although what was annoying is uh, at a certain point, Long Island got too big for just the 516. And my grandfather who lives in, on Suffolk, you know, in Suffolk County, got, you know, moved to the 631. And I remember that being like super annoying. They had to like remember a new area code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't even think of a phone number without an area code. But no, there's there's people that are really just living in a seven digit world. Well, now we're all living in a no digit world because our phones just have the, the numbers stored. Yeah. Jerry decides that he needs to break up Uncle Leo and his girlfriend. That's the only way to get his parents to head back down to Florida. This seems very mean. I mean, Jerry's on a mean roll. Like once you start robbing old ladies, I feel like that's a gateway drug to doing other terrible things mm-hmm. to old people. Yeah. He's in Heisenberg mode. Yeah. All right. So Jerry is at the diner with Uncle Leo. This is really like bookends. We have one scene here with him at the diner with Uncle Leo and then another one later on in the episode. And so he's saying like, hey, Jerry, this is great. We should do this once a week. Uh, And uh, Jerry does not seem too excited about that. And so Uncle Leo has gotten a burger. He wanted it medium, but he got it medium rare. And he feels like that maybe the cook at Monk's could be an anti-Semite. Uh, yeah, no, I think he assumes the cook is an anti-Semite. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what they do. They know how to make the hamburger, Keeve. Uh, yeah, they, you know, they intentionally, you know, you ask for it well done. They, but if they really hated Leo, 
and he mm. asks for medium medium well, why not give it to him rare? Why only go one degree down, you know? See, I think that you can always cook it more. I feel like if you really hated him, do it well done. Don't If he wants it medium well, go all the way. Can't undo well done. Right, but I guess if you're the cook, you don't, also don't want to get fired. So if you like burn it and he shows it to the manager, then, then the cook gets in trouble. Whereas here, if he shows it to the manager, he just assumes, oh, this is a whiny old man. Keith, is this even worth exploring? Is it possible that the cook at Monks could be anti-Semitic? No, and the cook doesn't even see Leo. How would the cook even know that Leo's there? You know? I, I just I thought it was a valid thing to potentially talk through. Just to yeah, see but if- yeah, no, it's funny. But I th- the idea is that Leo, you know, thinks that everyone's anti-Semitic. I think uh, you know, there's no there's no real logic to it. It's not like they give us reasons to think that Leo's uh, telling the truth here. Do you feel like that this is too weird of a turn for them to introduce? I mean, we've been seeing Uncle Leo all the way back to what season two. Never before has Leo been concerned that anybody is an anti-Semite. Now he seems to think everybody is being anti-Semitic. Is he just on like an anti-Semitic kick? I think it's he's getting older and crazier. So it's just like a normal thing for someone who's getting a little loopier to start thinking now, even if it's not something they believed five seasons ago, you know? Yeah. Do you think that he started running with a different sort of crowd that's, you know, uh, he's woke now? (laughs) I don't think Leo is... I think Leo's the least woke guy on t- in town. I just. <laughs> All right. I just maybe, maybe something snapped where now he, he sees anti-Semitism everywhere he goes. I think that's the opposite of being woke. <laughs> I'm not All sure. Right. I, I think I don't think I think woke people never see anti-Semitism. All right. Anyway, so Leo ends up saying that he's dating this woman and Jerry is saying, like, what are you doing, Leo, that you're like a swinging guy? You should be dating women 20 years younger than you. I do like, I mean, he does do a good sell here. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, and there aren't that many like old men, especially, you know, a lot of them moved down to Florida. So Leo may have the market cornered on, on you know, the older lady demographic. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of these uh, people that die off and then there's a lot of eligible bachelors. Yeah, if you could just live till you're like mid 80s as a dude, especially if you're down in Florida, you really have your pick of, you know, the women in, in the Del Boca Vistas of, of the world. Mm-hmm, Yeah. My grandmother had met a guy friend and, you know, it was very distressing to my mom and my aunt that she had met a man at her senior center. And Mm -hmm. I think that she was sort of like, I really felt like she was like very popular because she had met, you know, uh, started like uh, hanging out with one of the only guys at the senior center where that she would would go to routinely. Yeah, and you know, like, um, yeah, it's funny because well, then all the other women are sort of jealous of you. Well, they were, but then it has a sad ending to the story where that uh, unfortunately this man uh, ended up uh, going to the alternate side. Oh, sorry to hear. It was was very, very upset. Um, So, yeah, sad story. Sad story. These breakups. Is that what it's called? The breakup? I think. I mean, look, there's a lot other, other. You know, you know. Older dating, the octogenarial dating is complicated. Uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, that would be I, I don't I don't plan on, you know, I don't know if I'll be around in 85, but I feel like that would when I'd really shine if I was like 85 years old. <laughs> yeah. Why is this so? Wouldn't I mean, I it would be I also like think the idea of like, like, let's say there was like a girl you really liked, you know, growing up and then it's like, hey, we're living in Florida together. And you're like, you know, you land her, at, you know, at the age of like 87 or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, man. 
Like, if only 16-year-old me could see, you know, 87-year-old me now. You think you'd be pumped up or depressed? It would be, like, very exciting, but also, like, uh, hey, do you have any pictures from when you were seven, you know, when you were, like, 18 or something? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then we have uh, Elaine with Peterman, and uh, Peterman comes in with the bad news. Uh, Elaine, your urine has tested positive for the LPM. Yeah, and again, this have you ever been drug tested at a job? I'm sure at some point. I've, I mean, I've never been drug tested. Um, the I, I, mean, I don't I'm need to think. Vagals, so. um, I mean, not so much for. I don't know if I've ever heard. I'm drug. sure survivor drug a survivor tested. Survivor for survivor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I think I must have been for for something like I like I bought like insurance and stuff like that. So. Um, definitely for, for certain things I have had a drug test. I, if I've taken a drug test, I literally don't remember it. Yeah. But, uh, I, and also, you know, one thing, I don't know if HIPAA was around yet in, in 96, mm-hmm. but like Peterman's got, a, gets a lot of information about Elaine. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and, I, and like it's straight, to, it goes straight to Peterman. That's pretty bizarre. <laughs> I do like Peterman in this episode, even though I'm not the biggest Peterman guy. I like him like saying all the different names of the opium. Uh, he's like, uh. The White Lotus, Yam Yam, Shanghai Sally. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a better Peterman episode. I agree. Yeah, he's funny in this episode. And I, I like that he has sort of a experienced addiction in his life. And he knows he's concerned for Elaine. Yeah. I, yeah. He, you know, he has been around. I feel like Peterman probably had a great time in the 60s. Mm-hmm, sure. All right. So we see George with his parents. And now George is trying to talk them into moving to Florida about how cold it is. And uh, really trying to sell them on Florida. He really has some odd things that he tries to point out. Well, he starts yeah, with the worst weather. Worst pitch ever. <laughs> which is good. And then he talks about Hi-Li. Am I pronouncing that right, Keith? Hi-Li. Yes. J-A-I-A-L-A-I. The, the weird, do you know anything about Hi-Li? I know very little about it. And most of what I know about it comes from Mad Men. Oh, really? There's there's Highline Mad Men? <laughs> yeah, um, there's like some like, uh, you know, a billionaire's kid is really trying to buy all this advertising time with Sterling Cooper because he feels like High Lie is going to be huge. It's going to be the next big sport. That's funny. So there was a mini 30 for 30, like, you know, they put it online or they used to put them on Grantland um, about High Lie. And it's called, like, Why Did High Lie Die, basically. And it was really interesting because, like, I used to go to uh, this junkie casino in Dania, which is, uh, you know, in, in South Florida. And it's called Dania High Lie. And, like, they had a highlight court which seated like 10,000 people. Wow. But there was like 40 people there always. And it was super <laughs> depressing. Uh, yeah. I didn't I don't know the rules. So I never gambled on highlight. But you literally like there were so many seats. You, you could like hide there forever. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole stadium. And like only the first three rows are filled out of like hundreds of rows because it used to be super popular. And now there's only like a couple highlight courts left in the world. So it was just explaining why, like how it got unpopular. There was like a player strike for years and uh, the sport just never came back from it. Uh, oh, man. But it, it was like an interesting documentary. But yeah, it, there used to be like highlight results in like the New York Post when I was a kid. And until that documentary, like I hadn't thought of it in 10 years. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's a great sell for <laughs> still Costanza. Is it in the Olympics, Keeve? No, highlight is not in the Olympics. Okay. Almost. It's a, really, it's a gambling only sport. It would, <laughs> you know, it, it literally only exists so people can bet on it. It's weird. Do people just bet on the outcome or are there like lots of different things to bet on during the game? I, I'm not, I, can you, you might be able to bet on individual points. I don't, I think you just bet on who wins the game. I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Why that? Why that over anything? Is it just really short that you could watch a lot of different games? I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't like I, it really only exists because if you have highlight in the building, 
you were allowed to put like casino, you were allowed to put like poker tables and blackjack tables or something uh, in there. So they literally only keep it open so they're allowed to have poker and slots and stuff like that. It's insane. I don't even understand how that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the, basically, like the government would allow them. If you have highlights, subsidize highlights. Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> the government there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of pork in the government, and that seems like a weird version of it. But yeah, okay. All right. What about uh, could you have a, a marijuana dispensary if you have highlight? Listen, I think if they were if highlight became popular again, that might go with it. <laughs> okay. Hey, why not? <laughs> I mean, by the way, it would be a good sport. I think if people were like getting high. Well, and watch it because it is kind of. I think that the, the branding is that you know you have a H I G H lie. Yeah. I think that that's yes. the name of the store. Yeah, I think we just because they were in the documentary at the end. They're talking about how like how they can save the sport, and I feel like you may have just saved it right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll take a meeting on that. We'll see what we can get going. Anyway, George <laughs> is also trying to tell his mom about how she could swim with dolphins. Does Estelle seem like a kind of person that would swim with dolphins? No. And that's also the type of thing you do one time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overrated swimming with dolphins. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For years, my wife, you say, oh, I just want to swim with dolphins. And then we did it. And she was like, oh, that wasn't that fun. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's probably not fun for the dolphins either. No, no. It's a zero-sum game, the swimming with the dolphins. That was very cold, also, in the water with the dolphins. The dolphins, uh, they don't really like warm water. I mean, I don't think dolphins like people, either. <laughs> no, they like people. I think that that's a well-established fact. Well, I know I hate dolphins. Miami ones? I hate the species because of the team. Like They, they should disassociate themselves from, from the awful team. <laughs> All right, so we see Elaine back at the doctor, and the doctor uh, shakes his head. Elaine is apparently still testing positive for the opium. Yeah, failed again. Quick scene. Yeah. All right. So she doesn't get it. I think actually when we had Elaine back in Jerry's apartment, I think she might have been eating the muffin all throughout the episode. It's, it does seem bizarre that Elaine is just constantly eating this poppy seed muffin throughout this episode. I mean, I've been on muffin cakes before. Muffin where I cakes. Like, you go to like the store. I'm just I just combine, con, uh, combined two, uh, you know, soon to be seen Seinfeld episodes, the, the little yeah. cakes and the muffin tops. But, um, I you know, they, they heavily involve Elaine. Um, I think. Uh, you know, like I'll have, like I would have like a muffin every day from like the same store, mm-hmm. but now I also haven't eaten a muffin in like five years. So y- you go through muffin, you know, ups and downs with the muffins. Okay, uh, Elaine's in an up right now. <laughs> muffin up. All right. So we ended up with Jerry and Kramer. They run into each other. They both have the low flow shower head. There's no pressure. Jerry's going to take a shower at the Tonight Show. Yeah, their hair is looks like painted on almost. Yeah. Uh, it is funny when, whenever you see them with, uh, you know, anytime they mess with Jerry's hair, it's always funny. Yeah, it's pretty jar. Like if you just turned on this episode, you'd think like, wow, that's really a yeah. bad haircut for Seinfeld. Yes. Okay. And then we start a run of people with low flow shower head. I'm not Kramer. I'm not Jerry. Kramer goes to see Newman. Newman is not Newman. Yeah, they're all on the same. I do like the rare occasions where Jerry and Newman are on the same team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, here, you know, where they have, they have a common enemy here, which is the shower heads. Yeah. All right, so then we end up with Kramer going into Elaine's office. He needs to take a shower at Elaine's apartment. Were you buying this, that this would be the likely place Kramer would turn to, to go take a shower at Elaine's? I mean, we know from almost every episode that Kramer is friends with every single person on the Upper West Side. Mm -hmm. So it seems weird he'd have to go all the way downtown to, like, Elaine's work and not even call her just to ask her if he could, like, go back uptown and use a shower. It seems weird. Yeah. Would George's house be closer? And George is more likely to be home during the day. He doesn't, you know, he hasn't been working much for the Yankees recently. Yeah. Although uh, Susan's there. Yeah, that's true. That could yeah. get awkward. But 
I, I, I just think, you know, call first. Like, why go all the way to her office unless he was in, you know, in Midtown or wherever she works already? I don't know, like, uh, what the what the purpose of, uh, you know, going down. That, that's you really have to want to take a shower mm-hmm. worse than I've ever needed to take You know, wanted to take a shower to, <laughs> to right. go up and downtown. It's crazy. So we do have a misunderstanding in the works here where Kramer's in Elaine. Hey, you got the good stuff. I need it bad. Peterman comes in and assumes that Kramer is looking for drugs from Elaine. At no point does Elaine ever say, no, Mr. Peterman, he would just wants to take a shower. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, Peterman has met Kramer already uh, and, and he's going to meet him again. And, you know, he, he never really acknowledges the fact that they know each other. And it's not just some like stranger off the street. Yeah. And so he throws, gets in a real physical altercation with Kramer and like slams yeah, the door the way, on Kramer him. should go straight to Jackie Child's office and say like, uh, you know, I was invited up by Elaine. I don't, I, you know, you, you, you know, I, I'm suing Peterman basically for yeah. assault. He really did get assaulted by Peterman, I felt like here. And so, you know, he's telling Elaine she's out of control. And I do like his story about how in 1979, he went down to Yangtze uh, looking for a vest, but there was a different sort of trader who kept saying to him, just a taste. Yeah, that is a funny story. <laughs> so uh, that's good. But it is bizarre. Elaine is like, wait, what? What, what are you doing? I don't get it. What, why? What do you think? She, she really is just uh, completely is oblivious to what's going on and for no reason. Yeah. And, and it's and out of nowhere. She gets fired. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. That's it. I'm sorry. Clean out your desk, Elaine. That's it. We can't have somebody who is uh, addicted to opium working at J. Peterman. In Peterman's defense, he thinks she's dealing out of the office. So that is a fireable offense. Yeah, I guess so. That is fair. So we end up with Jerry in the dressing room at NBC, and his parents are there, and then Frank and Estelle come through. Are you buying at all that Jerry would even allow Frank and Estelle to come to the dressing room at Tonight Show? No, but maybe, and they'd have to be on some sort of list, but maybe George is on the list and brings them in. He he doesn't panic as much as you'd think until they get really crazy. And, he, you know, he refers to it as a psychopath convention. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I love the interactions between the Seinfelds and the Costanzas that this is so inspired. You know, for the most part, I love just about anything with the Costanzas. But the idea to have them be sort of like arch rivals to Jerry's parents is just brilliant. Yeah, they are really good foils. It's like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Mm-hmm. here and uh I, you know i i like that they're like you believe the hatred between the two of them and like sometimes the kids take sides although here they're both like on the same page of like both our parents are crazy yeah well we end up with frank and estelle talking about how they were looking at the brochure for del boca vista and morty tells them well you really shouldn't there's nothing available in the development and uh really is this intentionally, this is calling back to the maestro? Yeah, it's a direct callback to, to, to Tuscany, yeah. Okay, yes. Uh, well, I love it. And uh, yeah, are you telling me there's not one condo available in all of Del Boca Vista? No, there's not. Yeah, it is. there's some strong, strong callbacks in this episode, and this one's one of them. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Frank Costanza wants to know, are you trying to keep us out of Del Boca Vista? Yeah, I would. I should have gone back and looked at the script from, from the maestro, because I, I do wonder if it's literally word for word. Yeah. I don't know if they do it word for word, even when they do a callback like this. I think that they're, you know, they're, they generalize. Yeah, but either way, uh, you know, the, the astute fan will know in real time what they're doing. Mm-hmm, yeah. In the Seinfeld universe, if you tell somebody that they cannot get a room somewhere, 
they will always get offended and then do whatever they can to get a room in said place. Yeah, it's a challenge, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the laws of Seinfeld. And I love it when Jerry says to them, uh, could you guys maybe uh, take your psychopath convention down the hall? Yeah. Now, is Jerry really drunk here? Oh, no, I don't think so. No, he's not drunk. Why? Do you feel like Jerry's drunk? I mean, that would be no, so he out say of he's drunk when they say like, oh, you know, are you nervous? And he says, I'm just drunk. I'm drunk. Yeah, I think it's uh, he's joking. OK, because he yeah. is drink. He drinks a beer, but that's later in the episode. Later right? in the episode. Sure. He's yeah. celebrating. OK. OK. So we end up going to then see Elaine at Monks. This was a bizarre scene to me. So Elaine is sort of like uh, with like almost like the, a bartender, like uh, tell me your troubles, Elaine. Uh, he's like, well, I got fired. And she's talking to some random waitress at Monk's while she's sitting at the counter talking about how she got fired as she eats another one of these muffins. And then we end up with some guy who says, uh, I, if you don't mind, uh, I couldn't help but overhearing that you're eating a poppy seed muffin. Yeah, there's a lot of like telling in this episode and not showing. Like even mm-hmm. in the first scene, Jerry like explains what's going on for like two minutes. Yeah, that. Do we know anything about, I'm sure this came up in the emails, that uh, how many poppy seed muffins would you have to eat to test positive for opium? I do think it comes up in the emails, I, although not the exact number of muffins, but I think it is, it is possible. It's possible that you could have a, you know, a couple muffins with poppy seeds, and then you could end up with um, testing positive for opiates? I don't know. When we get to, I think Dr. Thomas has a take on it, so I didn't read it carefully. But when we get there, we'll, uh, we'll find out. All right. So we end up with Jerry on The Tonight Show, and he's going into this whole bit with Jay Leno about how his uncle Leo thinks everybody is anti-Semitic, even secretariat. Yeah, I do like the secretariat. It is a funny bit, by the way, to tell on The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you surprised? Now, is Jerry, that Jerry can turn around this material so quickly for The Tonight Show? Did it, did it seem anything in terms of how uh, you know, a comedian goes on these shows in terms of like, did anything ring false to you? Well, so there, okay, so there's two different comedian segments on a late night show. One is like you go and you do five minutes of your material, mm-hmm. and and that would be literally when a comedian goes on uh, a, the Tonight Show or on Conan, uh, you know, and a, a producer from the show will will watch you do the material and approve it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Maybe not if you're like Louis C.K., but for every other, you know, for any comedian who's not like an A-plus list comic, you're going to, you know, they're going to go watch you and, and recommend, you know, whether you do it or not, or maybe watch your whole act and tell you which jokes to do almost. Yeah. Um, but here it's Jerry on the couch, and it looks like maybe even two segments, because I think he says, like, we're back with Jerry or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so those by, you know, that might, while there is sort of the pre-interview where the producer says, like, all right, tell me a few stories and, and you'll work on which story you're going to give them the, for the tonight show um, that, you know, that could easily be changed day of, right? Mm-hmm, you could say yeah. like, Hey, what do you think about this? And they'll say, okay, that's perfect. Yeah. You know, it's not like, it's not like the host is planning more than a day in advance. You know, that these things are very disposable. They film five in a week. So, you know, the day of it's reasonable for if he comes up with a, with a, you know, two minutes of, of idle chatter with Leno that they would use it. It's not crazy. All right. So Leo is watching the show and he's not laughing, but Leo's girlfriend, Lydia, is cracking up the true sign of an anti-Semite. She's laughing because she knows it's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, she must know even if she even though she's like madly in love with Leo, she must know he's insane. She must know he's insane. I mean, that why would Leo think that his girlfriend is an anti-Semite? I mean, is she saying other things? I mean, the fact that she's laughing at these jokes, I can't imagine that I mean, is anybody who is laughing at Jerry's comedy an anti-Semite? You know, the uh, first of all, Leo 
is like takes things out of the garbage. He's a crazy person. Like, well, let's not. I don't know if we have to like analyze the behavior of a man who was always insane and now is like completely demented in his old age. Yeah. Well, you talked about how this episode has a lot of explaining. So Jerry is explaining the whole story of how Leo broke up with his girlfriend because of the bit that he did. And uh, he accused her of being an anti-Semite and they had a huge fight. And then it's like, oh, I'm sorry, this is a wrong number. Who does Jerry think he's on the phone with? George? I, 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 I wrote that in my notes. I'm not sure. I, I guess George. Yeah. That's my guess. That's what he thinks. All right. So Kramer comes in. And so uh, he is not feeling well. He had to take a bath, Keeve. Yes, a tepid, in a tepid pool of his own filth. Yeah. Keeve, have you taken a bath in the last 30 years? Oh, sure. Yes. Okay. Not, not often, but I, I have. You have. Okay. Uh, do you, are you pro bath? I don't mind the bath. Um, if sometimes I like go in there and put like a, like a podcast on really loud. I, I used to do it a lot. I, the truth is I haven't done it in like two years. Wow. Are you a member of the bath party? Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind the. Uh, I don't. I'm not a member of the bath salts party, but I don't <laughs> mind the bath. I think. That's, now that's a party. <laughs> that is a party. I, I don't. I think I like the bath. The problem is, especially like you have kids, and I, it just it's a lot of planning. You know, you got to make the water hot, and then you also have to like you. So you run the water, it gets hot, and then like you have to go in right away. Sometimes I would like run it, and then it's like, oh, I forgot about it for ten minutes. Yeah, and one, it's like if you keep it running. You're going to like overflow the whole house and that, you know. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, you stop it, but then like it gets cold by the time you go in and you're like, oh, I forget. I'm just taking a shower. How about bubbles? You have bubbles in this bath? Uh, I mean, there are bubbles because my, you know, my children have taken bubble baths, but no, I wouldn't take a bubble bath uh, in my old age. So it's just you in the water, no bubbles. No bubbles. But I, I, I mean, why? You, I, I feel like it would be weirder to take a bubble bath at this take point. A bubble bath. See, I, I mean, alone, uh, I mean, I, I am not uh, taking a bath at any point. It's just, just too much work. It, that's what I'm saying. It is a lot of work. That's why I haven't done it in a while. I will say recently, I thought I was putting on body wash. Again, I'm, I'm essentially blind without my glasses, and I'm always in the shower or the bath. Actually, by the way, yeah. uh, one positive of the bath is I, I can, in theory, keep my glasses on in the bath because oh. the water is not running. So, like, if I wanted to read a book or something that I didn't mind if it, like, almost got wet or I, like, sort of read it out of the bath, that's possible. But mm-hmm. so I was in the shower with, uh, with you know, of course, without my glasses on, and I did start putting the kid's bubble bath as a body wash until I realized, like, 10 seconds later. Yeah. It was the same uh, color bottle. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Kramer is just uh, very upset about this whole thing. Uh, Jerry offers him some chicken. Uh, later on, we find out in the episode that the chicken also has poppy seeds i mean what is this poppy seed chicken yeah is that like a fake sesame chicken like it looks it would look like sesame chicken but that sounds kind of disgusting right i feel like that they were just like really struggling to like oh what's another food that has poppy seeds on it like oh you could have poppy chicken right and a bagel is too similar to the muffin for the joke to work well i mean why not just have a bagel i mean what joke is there with poppy chicken yeah, but she wouldn't accidentally eat a poppy seed bagel and not know about it, you know? I mean, how do you accidentally eat a poppy seed anything and not know about it? Well, because she thinks it's sesame, and if it doesn't have a strong taste, and she's who's ever eaten poppy chicken to know that it's poppy chicken, she probably assumes it's like a not How do you sesame miss seed. a poppy seed? It's like, it's, <laughs> it's like a ball bearing. I mean, how are you missing that? 
I mean, you, you can't look like a. It, there's no way it could look like a sesame. You know, a sesame seed. I don't think so. I mean, it's, a poppy seed is like a like a little black pellet. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I guess I don't have enough poppy to really have an idea of what I mean, it looks maybe like. Maybe I am not enough of a foodie to know. Is there like some sort of like poppy oil or something like that? Like, could poppy seed be in some other form that I don't know about? Certainly, that's yeah. Possible. I guess that's yeah. possible. So. I don't know, but uh, it just seems like a poppy chicken, I, I feel like, is not a thing. I got to check my blue apron and see if uh, <laughs> what's going on there. <laughs> but I have not gotten yeah. that shipment. I'll tell you that right now. But we end up then uh, with Elaine coming in, and uh, it's the poppy seeds it's, uh, that she explains it. That's what's going on. That's why she's testing positive for the opium. Uh, yeah, a lot of telling and not showing in this episode again. Yeah. All right, so Newman comes in, and Newman, that we theorize that maybe all this time Newman has been pining for Elaine. He's actually rather rude to Elaine here. Uh, I mean, uh, Newman? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, is he rude to everyone always? Yeah, he says, uh, look, sister, go get yourself a cup of coffee, all right? Beat it. And he pushes her out the door. I mean, he's not I mean, it is crazy. Like, like, the Elaine I know would have, like, punched Newman in the face for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so anyway so newman knows a guy they can get some black market shower heads nowadays you would just get them on the dark net but today they have to go meet somebody in 1996 i feel like you could get black market shower heads even on the not dark net yeah whoa Wait, like where would you get them not not at lowe's no you know not at lowe's but I, I don't think you need to go like you know beyond the grid for shower heads i feel like the, the government's not really coming after the Yugoslavian showerheads anymore. Yeah. Well, where can you get a Yugoslavian showerhead? Well, you can't get them anywhere unless you're in like an antique shop because Yugoslavia hasn't existed in a bazillion years at this yeah. point. Jerry has a pretty mean comment where uh, Newman is saying that, you know, the Serbs are fanatic about their showers. And Jerry says, not from the footage I've seen. So uh, there's a couple theories, I think, in the comments, but it's a very bizarre line. It's almost so bizarre, but. <laughs> I can't get so worked up because it's so weird. I don't even know what he's talking about, really. And Newman responds with, nevertheless. Uh, I feel like that's Newman's catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was Hello Jerry, but I guess it's nevertheless. Yeah, I think that's one. Of his, I mean, I feel like, let's, let's uh, like, uh, put a pin in that. Uh, how much does Newman say? Uh, nevertheless. All right. Uh, uh, geography trivia for you, Rob. Oh, boy. Uh, which three countries now uh, were, uh, you know, the bulk of Yugoslavia? I, I could not tell you, Keith. Well, you know one of them. It's said in the episode. You just said it. Yeah. What is it? You just, I mean, Serbia. Oh, okay. So, uh, Serbia, Croatia, and Slovenia. Okay. There you go. I don't know um, why I like Slovenia. I've never been there, but I feel like I like it. I feel like that's a good name for a girl. Slovenia? Yeah. That's Well, that happens to be where Melania Trump is from, Slovenia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, that, that, that'd be a good backup name. You know, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, I, I watched, I don't watch the whole Emmys, but I watched his, um, like his, uh, you know, his intro or whatever, mm -hmm. his monologue. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was very funny and I like Jimmy Kimmel, but he also, he called Melania Trump malaria. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't get more kickback for that. I feel like people would have been more upset. Yeah. And what was the context of the joke? It was, it was making fun of Trump, but he's like, when he goes and, you know, to sleep next to his wife, malaria, and she like cringes or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He could do better. Yeah. But in general, he did a very good job, actually. Yeah. All right, so we end up then uh, with uh, George with his parents, and they've got big news. They're moving to Florida. It's happening. Uh, really the greatest day of George's life. Yeah, and they're doing it to spite the Seinfelds. No one tells Frank Costanza what to do. I mean, such an insane person thing to do. It's delightful. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, it's great. It's so funny. And George's reaction and the Costanza's reaction, it's all uh, perfect. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, really, George is on point. He sort of like bridges the gap between knowing his parents are insane, but going along and like yelling with and at his dad during the episode. It's, he's mm-hmm. really great. Yeah. So George comes into Jerry's apartment. He's busting. His parents are moving to Florida. It's finally happening. Uh, yeah. I, you know, what, what terrible, what a terrible break for uh, Jerry here. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know quite yet. And they're excited. And they say, we could go visit together every five years, uh, which line, is very yeah. funny. Yeah. And so they're moving there to spite Jerry's parents. Now, Jerry takes this news well. He's like, uh, yes, that's great. Your parents are crazy. I know. I know. This is great. Beautiful. So they're all very excited. And uh, we end up uh, with them starting to uh, have a bit of a uh, celebration, which is short lived. So anyway, Morty and Helen, they're still in Leo's apartment. Uh, They're not ready to go back to Florida. And the phone rings and it's Frank Costanza. And he says, you thought you could keep us out of Florida? We're moving in lock, stock and barrel. We're going to be by the pool. We're going to be in the clubhouse. We're going to be all over the shuffleboard court. (laughs) Uh, I love the menacing Frank Costanza. He is amazing in this scene, although I question the Costanza strategy. I feel like they should have just shown up one day. Right, right. They really called their shot of what they were going to do. They couldn't wait to tell the Seinfelds what they were doing. And how did he have Uncle Leo's number? Yeah, someone wrote that in the comments. Also, I, I, I really, uh, I think it's just the phone book. Mm-hmm. You know, back then, you know, you just looked up Leo phone book. You got it. You got it. All right. So Jerry and George are now hanging out. Uh, they are toasting reminiscent of when George was getting engaged and uh, they were going to uh, have a champagne toast. Yeah, although Jerry, I think, had to like con uh, George into that toast. Whereas here they're on the same page. Yeah, They're on the same page. And everything is going great. Food tastes better. Air seems fresher. You have more energy. And the phone rings. And it's Morty Seinfeld. And we are not going to Florida. We're moving in with you, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, and Jerry says yes, which is, you know, baffling. I don't understand it. Yeah. And then Jerry uh, breaks the beer bottle on the floor. I feel like there was no liquid in the mess on the floor. I feel like it was just glass. Maybe he had finished his beer. Yeah. I wonder if uh, how they ultimately did the stunt here. I doubt they just had Jerry Seinfeld drop a beer bottle and break it on the floor set. Yeah. Could you imagine like being the guy who's got to clean up, you know, as like, you know, now I have my own household and it's like the thing. One of the things I worry about the most is like broken glass, Mm -hmm. especially like when it like shatters all over the floor. And then it's then it's It's like uh, we were at we went to somebody's house for like uh, like a holiday meal. And it was taking a while to get started. And then, like, the, their daughter was bringing, like, their, like, fancy china to the table. Yes. And it broke. And it was, like, this enormous room. It was one of these, like, dining room, living room, kitchens that are, like, it's an open space. And the glass went every, like, the, from the plates went everywhere to the point where, like, my kids and I would, like, sit on the couch for 45 minutes oh, while no. they got all the glass. Because it was, you know, it was, it, was, it was a big house. Like, it took so long just to find all the pieces of glass. Terrible. Uh, so really, like I, 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 like I begged my wife recently to get rid of like all our glasses and stuff because every week somebody breaks a glass and and I, no, she said I'm an idiot and she said no way. But the, it, I'm it's with so you, annoying. Keith. Let's get rid of glass. It, it's an hour of your life every time a glass breaks, basically. And then and then there's oh there's one piece I missed that ends up in my foot next time I don't wear shoes in the kitchen. Now 
I like a ceramic coffee cup. Can I keep my coffee cup? Yeah, the ceramic is fine. The pro, I, I, you know, I, I you, we should all move from glass to ceramic. Yeah. If that breaks, it, you know, you don't, you're not worried about like it getting in your kid's feet or anything like right. that. You know what? I really hate wine glasses, wine glasses, champagne glasses. That stuff always breaks. And- yeah, that's what I'm talking about here. That's what's breaking. We had, and like, you know, you know, you're at the table and your kid knocks it over or, or I end up, you know, even sometimes like I wash them and I like drop it in the sink. Oh, I, believe me, it's the worst. <laughs> and my wife constantly, you know, I'll take wine glasses. I put them on the counter uh, that, you know, my wife likes uh, champagne and I put these glasses on the counter. And for some reason, this annoys my wife to no end. She has to have the wine glasses and the champagne glasses in the sink where inevitably when the water turns on, the tidal wave from the faucet will break the wine, like will knock the wine glass. Like a Commando or, 450. Like, yeah, the stem, the stemware will get knocked over on its side and break. And then, of course, like go down the garbage disposal where then it's my problem to fix all because that the wine glass on the counter annoys. Wow. Why are we putting glasses on the counter? Yeah, I, just counting in my head based on how many we had. We've broken uh, in in the twelve years we've been together uh, at least nineteen glasses. Yeah, yeah. Because we yeah. started with we, we've had two separate dozens and we're down to seven total. Yeah, <laughs> and don't even get me started about how I had to get the baby food jar out of the garbage disposal a couple of months ago. I think I talked about that on this podcast. Uh, no, I, I didn't hear about that, but that sounds awful. I, I, also. I feel yeah, like I, I did talk about it on this podcast. Every everything should be plastic or paper. I, I just I, I don't know. The glasses really drive me insane. Yeah, it's not great. Anyway, so uh, you know what sucks? Just being a grown up is terrible. Uh, yeah, in general, <laughs> I like, like uh, when I was a kid, and 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 you know, I didn't have to worry about like freaking breaking. If I broke a glass, you know what I did when I was a kid? Was Went that? upstairs and watched TV while my dad cleaned it. Your dad cleaned it. Yeah, I don't mind <laughs> the part about like being a grown up where I can do whatever I want. But then you know sure, that to, part is good. Yeah, I don't like when I have to clean up other people's broken glasses. Yeah, and then like when your kids get older and then they're like, "Hey, can we have a glass too?" You know, no. Uh, and then you, well, that you say that, but then it's you know they bother you, and then you know we said like, "Oh, when you're 15," and now my seven year old uses a glass every week. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Jerry is upset and he says that his buffer zone went from 1200 miles down to two feet and George says no you had the buffer for a long time it's my turn to live baby yeah George is unapologetic here and rightfully so it's his time yeah and uh, Jerry I think for the first time in the series says uh, you're killing independent Jerry yeah great callback to a recent independent George yes and uh, he has to go see Uncle Leo he made a big mistake that is, is that right to trace this all back to Uncle Leo would that well, he mistake? just has to. I, I think so. I, I I mean, at this point, like, wh- he, what is he going to do? Get Leo back so they move out of his house. But that's just going to extend them staying in New York. Like, it just feels not like going to be able to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Uncle Leo thing was not the jumping off point of this chain reaction of terrible events. It was. No, but I think he's just trying to get them out of his house and back into Leo's house. And the only way to do that is to get Leo back into Lydia's house. Yeah. All right. So we end up with Jerry back at Monk's. And so he's with Uncle Leo. He says, uh, you need to go back with her. That, you, know, you know, you were lucky to have anybody. And uh, Leo doesn't understand. He said, you said I was my prime. And he, uh, you said I was swinging. He said, look at you. You're disgusting. You're bald. You're paunchy. You make all sorts of terrible sounds. If there's a woman who could take your presence for more than 10 consecutive seconds, you should hang on to her like grim death, which is not far off, by the way. 
Uh, which one's right? This one or the last or his last? This uh, is closer to the truth. Yeah. Oh, no question. No question. Absolutely. Now, I want to get your take on this, Keeve. So Leo says, but she's an anti-Semite. And Jerry says, can you blame her? Which I feel like yeah. is an odd piece of dialogue. I think he's saying if if you met you, you'd be an anti-Semite, too. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah, I I, listen. You can't get away with that joke, but Jerry can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) it's 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 like, yeah, it's uh, it's true. I I wish that was worded better. You know, it doesn't bother me. Those things don't offend me. And plus, I know who it's coming from. Like, he's clearly (laughs) doing it as a joke. And Leo is like an abhorrent person. Uh, Um. By the way, you know, not not saying abhorrent, but like, uh, there's no question Leo would vote for Donald Trump, right? Yeah, I mean, I, you can see it. <laughs> you can see it. I, I mean, um, but like, uh, what you know, he, I, I think he'd feel like everybody's an anti-Semite. Who, Leo? Yeah, I mean, I, I think in this field, oh, well, uh, you think I, Trump I, and Hillary? Oh, sure. right. No, no, no. Right. He thinks everyone's in it. I'm not saying that that Trump's an anti-Semite. Of course not. Trump's daughter is Jewish. Um, his son-in-law is. Well, but the door converted. Ivanka converted. <laughs> well, I, he's coming demographic, to demographic in the sense that the Leos of the world will always vote. Yes, yes. You know, he will people be there. talk about like people talk about like oh, who's going to win the election? Like you, you got to get you got to get the old people because they actually go and vote. Yeah, huge. They don't demo. have to work that day. You know, They're a huge demo. All right, so we end up with Morty and Helen, and Elaine comes in. She's looking for Jerry, and uh, Helen is headed towards the bathroom, and so Elaine says. That she is uh, could use the urine sample from uh, what are you doing in there, Mrs. Seinfeld? Very aggressive Elaine in this in this scene. Yeah. And she realizes that she has the poppy seed in her teeth also. And she's like, oh, it must have been the chicken. Oh, that, and that's what sets her off in terms of that. She needs the urine sample. I mean, how what day is this? How long ago did she eat the chicken? Yeah, she is no Cam Newton flossing during the football game. Definitely not. I and, mean, the poppy seed still in the teeth is kind of gross. Mm-hmm. So when was she there? I mean, I feel like a lot of stuff has happened since then. I mean, at what point was Elaine at the apartment earlier in the episode? So it was at the point where that Newman and, and Kramer kick her out because they're going to go yes. by the shower head. This is right, all the chicken the... is from the Tonight Show, right? That that's it's leftover chicken from from Morty from the Tonight Show. I mean, here's what's happened since then. So that George went to go see his parents. <laughs> they said they were moving to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, then George goes to Jerry's house to tell mm-hmm. him about that. And then Morty and Helen are at Leo's house and Frank Costanza calls them. Then the Seinfelds call Jerry and George and then Jerry goes to lunch with Uncle Leo and then Morty and Helen move into Jerry's apartment. This is all one day. So you think you think it's can it be the next day even and that Elaine has a poppy seed in her mouth from the boy. Elaine, I mean, this it gets, is very it gets stuck. It's I, not ideal teeth wise, but it could get stuck in there. You could miss it while brushing. I guess so. Wow. This is not good, Elaine. Not great. Yeah. Not, not so impressed. For <laughs> someone right. who, you know, gives people a test before they could even, uh, you know, use a sponge. It's not ideal. Mm-hmm. All right. So more glass talk, Keeve. So uh, she needs a sample of uh, Mrs. Seinfeld's urine. And so she goes to get one of the glasses. And we got a, a long segment about which glass uh, she should use. 
Boy, Elaine is uh, saying yes to the coffee cup. That doesn't seem very good for uh, carrying around a urine sample. I mean, I assume whatever cup they're going to use is going to go in the garbage. Obviously, if Jerry hears about it, every cup may Wait, go in the even garbage. If you, I mean, what is she doing? Is she going to put like uh, saran wrap on the top of it? How is she carrying around this urine sample? I mean, the, the coffee cup is opaque. That would be good. But it seems like uh, you would potentially have some spillage, no? Yeah, I mean, she's just putting it in the coffee cup. I feel like Elaine can then put it in in a second sort of, uh, you know, she could find something. Else. But right now she's in a rush. She could figure out. Yeah, but it's not ideal. She's in. She's that's the leave right now. It's a good question. Yeah. So I think you want something that's tall and opaque. You know what? You know what? You could. The, the only thing, like, if you had, if think about like what would be in your house that in a pinch you'd use as a urine sample. I think it would have to be like a sippy cup, right? Yeah, sippy cup. Uh, I could see that. Because it has like a solid cover. You could you could really shut it tight as long as it doesn't, you know, it has a cap. As long as it doesn't, uh, you know, bounce around too much in the car, it should stay in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So finally, uh, she gets a glass from uh, Mrs. Seinfeld. And then uh, we end up seeing Kramer and Newman in the back alley. And they're trying to get the new shower head. They've got a bunch of Cyclone F-Series, Hydra Jet Flow, Stockholm Superstream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do like this scene. I like this guy. He's a good, he's a good shower head dealer. Yeah. It's like a uh, Breaking Bad arms dealer. Yeah, I like the names. I like, you know, I like his whole thing. Yeah. All right. How about the Commando 450? How about that one? I mean, the, right. That's the, that's the elephant. That's for elephants. Yeah. I, I, you'd think, by the way, like that, it seemed very powerful for a person. I don't even know if that cleans an elephant that one. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Now, the Commando 450, if he doesn't sell it, why does he have it? I mean, is this just sort of like that, you know, the they have it there and then all of the marks. Is that his upsell version, yeah, maybe? Yeah, they're like, oh, no, you can't handle that. You can't afford it. It's like, what or do you mean? He, don't tell me I can't like afford it. has like a solid circus business, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I don't sell that to people i sell that uh you know ring you know ringling brothers and stuff like yeah. that although he'd be out of business now by the way because i don't think that, i think they just got rid of all their elephants oh it's like a sea world thing yeah they just got rid of the elephant yeah i i really feel like that in terms of washing an elephant like some sort of like shower nozzle i feel like you need like uh like some sort of like power washer to clean an elephant i can't imagine that you would have the elephant stand under some sort of like shower faucet. I think they have like I, in my head, I have this idea of these like giant like washcloths or something that they're. But I giant wash could be like what? I don't know, like a giant like sponge that's like the size of the elephant. Yeah. I don't know. So like if you could train one of the elephants to spray the other ones with its trunk, I think that that would really be the best case scenario. I feel like that's how they do it in the like wild. Like a spit shower, kind of. Yeah. Well, it's not spit that comes out. I mean, they pick up the water in their trunk and they spray it out. I don't know that. I don't know that doesn't sound so hygienic. Although I guess the elephants that are not in the circus probably just never shower. Like the yeah. animals all bathe. I don't even know how that works. I think they go in water. I think. Well, some animals don't like water, I don't think. Yes, the elephants do. Yeah, the elephants are in water. They do like the water. You ever go on one of those like YouTube kicks where it's like you watch like elephant sightings or like elephant fights a lion and then like two hours later you're like, Oh, that was a huge waste of time. No, no, I haven't done that one yet. No, that's a that's a bad YouTube binge. <laughs> no. All right. So we end up with uh Helen and Morty. They're unpacking, and uh, it's nice to be back at Leo's. Jerry's was too small, uh, Helen says, which I feel like is pretty bizarre. And well, well, what do you mean? They, he doesn't have a second bedroom. They're sleeping on the on the sofa. Well, how big is Leo's place? In Leo's place, they have the bedroom to themselves because Leo's not there. I guess so. So it's it's he's back with Lydia. I don't know if it's necessarily that Jerry's place is too small. It's just that Leo's not there. It's too crowded. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the super is there. 
He wants to install low-flow showerheads, and Morty doesn't like the sound of that. Yeah, this must be a whole citywide initiative, or maybe they have the same, uh, you know, uh, landlord. Yeah, maybe Cousin Jeffrey at the Parks Department got this ball rolling. You think the Parks Department has, like, a say over the, over the Jeffrey, water pressure of the city? Jeffrey could be anywhere by now. We haven't heard about him, and he's a rising star in uh, New York City. Yeah, he is a bigwig. Yeah. I, I, it's it's true. He could be in the mayor's office at this point <laughs> making these decisions. Right, working for Giuliani at this point. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Mr. Peterman, he's gotten the test results from Elaine. He calls her and he says, good news. So we're reinstating you. You're free of opium. And Elaine he doesn't is, do the good news, bad news, which I feel like he should have done here. Yeah. So Elaine is excited to go to Africa. He says, no, you can't go because according to your urine analysis, you're menopausal. You have the metabolism of a 68 year old woman and you have osteoporosis. I mean, I, first of all, I don't know if these things are deal breakers. Like, who cares? And second of all, everyone should get sued and fired for giving this information to, to Jay Peterman. Yeah, I don't know what the laws were in 1996. I guess it was lawless. Like, you could just do whatever you wanted medically <laughs> you back then. You could do whatever you wanted, I think. All right, so then uh, we see Jerry seeing his parents off as they all have their low-flow shower hair, uh, which is funny. Uh, Morty needs to take a shower when he gets back. Uh, yeah, more, although Helen must not have bathed because her hair looks fine, right? Looks fine. Well, you know, I think that she might have like a shower cap. I think that's a thing. Okay. Okay. And then uh, Jerry breaks the news that his parents are not going down to Del Boca Vista. They couldn't bear to be away from George. Do you feel like they were they bluffing the whole time, the Costanzas? I, it wasn't that their hearts weren't in it. It was just to spite. So I think yeah. once, first of all, I know, we'd also don't know if they could afford it. Like, who knows what their financial situation yeah, is? I They've think been retired for so long. It was all bluster from uh, Frank Costanza. I don't think they, had, they ever had any plans to move to Florida. Uh, you could be right. I, and it's a big deal. And well, like George says, they don't have any friends, but they also, their only son is in New York. So what are they doing in Florida? Mm hmm. So we end up with George with his parents and he's sitting with them on the couch and Frank says, take my swim trunks. I won't need them. And his parents are arguing and Estelle says, what does he need your swim trunks for? Uh, kind of a soft ending. Uh, I'd say the softest ending. Yeah, well, it's not like it's not like a joke that didn't work. It's like it's not even a joke. Yeah, well, I mean, we ended up with, you know, Kramer having ending the episode with like, oh, hold that thought. Let me go sell my bike to Newman. I mean, uh, th there are softer endings. Yeah, but that's at least like a plot point, you know? Yeah, this is like, kind of like is a nothing. nothing. This is nothing. This is nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. All right. And then uh, mm -hmm. it's all a setup for the tag with Kramer in the shower, just getting blasted by the Commando 450. Yeah. So I think every showerhead scene is like almost in reverse has been a setup for this. Uh, my defense for it when we when we rank the scenes and stuff and you know talk about the episode in a second is uh, that I you know I like the drug dealer scene so I feel like for that it was kind of worth it but it not a huge payoff the physical comedy like Michael Richards does a wonderful job here but who cares I feel like you see this in a lot of clip packages from Seinfeld yeah. also it, is Kramer's shower in his living room I mean at the point where the curtain gets pulled back it looks like it's all paneling behind him it seems odd that that would be what, what? his bathroom looks like I mean is it like a studio like a super studio basically where it's not just the studio. He's got like the shower in the thing. The, there are definitely New York City apartments like that that are so small that like the shower is, you know, maybe there's like a tiny half bath, which is just the yeah. toilet. And then the shower is like essentially in the kitchen. There's a lot of New York City studios that are like that. Well, so I it's not that impossible. Kramer has a bedroom. I, I do believe that from where we see where Kramer and Jerry switch apartments. 
Like, but it's almost unimaginable to think of what the layout of Kramer's apartment would be because you would think that, you know, in these apartment buildings that pretty much all the layouts are the same, right? You would imagine that Kramer's apartment would be like some Usually, sort of like sure. inverse of Jerry's apartment. Sure, but, that's how it's worked in, you know, places like I've lived for sure. So to just imagine what his apartment looks like, it seems like his apartment is nothing like what Jerry's apartment is laid out like. Yeah, I'd say if we redo, you know, when we re- when we just get back to episode one in, a, in you know, 51 weeks from now mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, we'll ha- we'll ha- we'll have someone draw like a every time it's yeah, like a real blueprint. We'll have the We'll have the like the canonical answer to everything in Kramer's apartment, like an artist's rendering of what it looks like. I do think uh, there may it may exist on the Internet. I could check for it for next week, I mean, but it, someone may have done this. So let me just do an artist rendering uh, Kramer's apartment. Let's see if there's things uh, show up. Uh, yeah, I guess there's the inventory of every item in Kramer's apartment. That's from a uh, Kramer's apartment.com. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that may have the answers there. Although I don't know if he has a blueprint. I've seen that site. I don't know if he has a blueprint. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see if we can get to the bottom uh, of this uh, even more. All right. Keith. If we And if we have any artistic uh, listeners who want to do that. I'd say probably find better use from your time. But if you want to do it, I'd be interested in seeing it. All right. So let's uh, talk this through. Let's grade out the episode. Uh, Let's start with Jerry. And I guess you have to do the Uncle Leo storyline and Jerry's parents. Uh, It's really that the uh, moving to Florida is sort of like a co-Jerry and George storyline. Yeah, they do share this storyline, essentially. That's fair. All right. Well, let's say and Jerry gets the Tonight Show, which is only like, you know, two separate small scenes, which is a, like a mini storyline. It's the Uncle Leo mm-hmm. stuff. So what do you what do you say for Jerry? Uh, you know, I like his Tonight Show appearance. Uh, I'm sure in it, like when it was going on, it was like cool. The fact that he's like doing another thing with Jay Leno mm-hmm. um, back when Jay Leno was was pretty cool. Uh, I give Jerry an A minus. Yeah, uh, I can't knock that. I, I would give it just a flat out A, but. Uh, I won't nitpick the A minus. Uh, George and his storyline, his parents moving to Del Boca Vista. I give a nay. I mean, heavily helped out by, you know, a really strong performance by uh, by his dad. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, Elaine and the opium. You know, I never love this storyline. It doesn't make a lot of sense. There's no payoff. Peterman is fine. He definitely doesn't ruin it. But it's just it it doesn't really work for me. Like maybe get her to the airport and do so. Like, I, I don't know that. It's just, yeah, it's like, no, 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 yes, no. I, I don't know. I, I give it a, a C plus. The, this, you know, the scene with Helen is, is kind of interesting, but it, it, they, it, you know, the director didn't nail it. I feel like uh, the tone is a little weird in that scene. Also. So I give her a C plus. Mm-hmm. I'll say it's B minus. I think that this is a pretty good use of Peterman here. I like when he's uh, saying the other words for heroin. And so he's funny here. You know, I can't hate it. I mean, logically, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but. Um, no, it's fine. It's not. There's nothing that happens that I'm annoyed about during the episode. And then Kramer with the low flow showerhead. Uh, you know, Kramer's not in like a ton of scenes here. Uh, the scene at the end, he does a good job. I like I do like the drug dealer, you know, showerhead scene. But Kramer's not doing a lot of work in that episode. So I give him a B minus B minus. <sighs> yeah, I feel like I'm probably right there. Probably a little bit lower than you are. I'd say C plus. Uh, you know, it's uh, just the stuff seeing their hair is funny but i just uh mm-hmm. it, you know there's nothing even about, that gets old yeah so all right so all in all pretty good outing for seinfeld let's try to figure out where this lands in your 180 episode ranking um feel like that you liked it didn't love it uh i i'd say uh somewhere around the uh 62 area oh you're a little high to me this is a, a, an average episode mm-hmm. ending is really bad you know the 
the pre-ending and the postscript. Not a ton of iconic scenes, but really nothing bad either. So it's almost, you know, an average Seinfeld episode, and I have it at 94. 94. Okay, so I'm way off on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I love all the stuff with the Costanzas and the Seinfelds. It's fun now stuff. Listen, you get in the top 100, you're, you're doing okay for yourself. But yeah, yeah, it's not a perfect episode. All right. So then, uh, Keith, let's get into uh, the old Seinfeld mailbag. Seinfeld at postshowrecaps.com. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We should have gotten a jingle somewhere along the way for the Seinfeld mailbag. Uh, there are, do we have any jingle writers out there? Mm, I don't know if there are any that listen to this podcast. Yeah, you, why, you think the creative types aren't listening? I mean, uh, I don't know. We've never gotten we have, like, a the jingle. We type I, listeners. I think if we had jingle writers, I think that they would have sent us a jingle for this. They would have said, uh, you know, there's a spot. Well, we never asked for a jingle. Well, the, now we're it, asking for jingles. I feel like that most jingle writers uh, would know that the, that's that could use a jingle what what would you want the mail but like what what would it say in your in your in your mind like what would what would the mailbag theme song be <laughs> oh boy uh, you're putting me on the spot uh something about uh email i feel like you know uh, a dig at chester would be good sure, in the jingle get that in yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you know s- starts with johnny de silvera so that, you know the, look I, I i'm not a jingle writer i'll let the the artist have the license with it okay fair enough okay all right Johnny DeSilvera starts us off. Seinfeld at postshowrecaps.com. Why did Kramer mention in The Wife that he takes baths if now he's saying that he doesn't like lying in a tepid pool of his own filth? Uh, it's a good question. I, the writers just totally forgot. What probably. was the context of Kramer saying he likes baths? I think he just said, like, oh, who, didn't they say, like, who takes baths? And he's like, I take baths. Or, I, I'm going to be yeah. making that up. I feel like it was Jerry saying he doesn't like baths and Kramer maybe saying he likes baths. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Okay. All right. What are you, uh, you going to do? All right. What about Dan the Benefactor? Yeah, he writes in, says, uh, is there any small business owner in Seinfeld that's better uh, than the illegal showerhead dealer? He's timely, helpful, and polite. He puts mm-hmm. the customer first and sells Kramer and Newman what they want, even against his own recommendation. Although we argue that he may be upselling them <laughs> brilliantly. Yeah. If he expanded to fruit, pens, or dry cleaning, he'd put the rest of the block out of business. Yeah, that's a good, good point. Take. Good take by Dan the Benefactor. All right. Craig from Vancouver says, when Newman says, from what I've heard, the Serbs are nuts about their showers, and Jerry Savans not from the footage I've seen, is this meant to be a veiled joke about the Serbian genocide? It seems like a really odd place to uh, pick on the Serbs for cleanliness, considering that they were just coming out of a brutal civil war. Uh, no, I, I think you're, a- that's reading a little too deep into it. Well, maybe he knows a lot more about like what was going on with the Serbians in the mid nineties. Like Jerry is a very vain person. I think that yeah. this is just a knock on the appearance of the Serbs. I, I don't think that Jerry is making uh, any current event genocide jokes. I think in the mid nineties, you were still able to make fun of specific cultures for not bathing enough, mm-hmm. and like now it would never happen. You can't yeah, do it anymore. I don't think so. All right. Courtney and Kendall are back, Keith. Oh, the, the, the baby sisters. Yeah. They say, uh, although Kramer detests taking a bath, they have a friend, a millennial male, no less, that loves to take baths. Is it Akiva? Uh, no. Okay. No. I, I'm, you know, we haven't even solved if I'm a millennial or not. I'm right on, I'm right on that. Uh, what year did you graduate high school? Uh, 2001. Oh, you're a millennial. I know. But, I, I, you know, it's a, it's a debate. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much on the board. There's no, you know, uh, survivor, for people who don't know, or doing millennials versus gen x uh starting in a few hours yes and uh there's no one born in 83 mm-hmm. right i think the youngest millennial is 84 mm-hmm. and the old and the and the oldest uh or the oldest millennial is 84 and the and the youngest gen x is 82 so there's mm-hmm. you know so i'm sort of right in their in their gap although let's be honest that's a sort of a made-up you know where they're, they're picking they pick the people and then they came up with the theme so 
Right. Let's not. Uh, do you think there was someone who was born in 83 and they're like, we have to save you for a different season? No, because no, definitely not. <laughs> you're too much on the border. Right. Exactly. So anyway, they have a friend, a millennial male that loves to take baths. He gets up extra early to take one daily, even chose his house based on the fact that it's a tub. Mm-hmm. They've seen the tub. And let's just say Jerry wouldn't go near it. Oh, yeah. mean shot love. fired at, uh, at Courtney and Kendall's friend. Um, they say, uh, did you notice the elaborate gift basket Jerry had in his dressing room? Who's sending Jerry a gift basket? They racked their brains. They couldn't come up with a logical person. Uh, I think that the think answer that, is yeah. just the Tonight Show is yeah, like... They, yeah, yeah. They feed you. If you're the guest, if you're the talent, they, they give you, they give you, uh, you know, a deli platter or some food. That's clearly that's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. that was... And they even said there's like more in the hall or something like that. They, there's no shortage of food if you're on if you're on a fancy TV show set. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, best. That was the best. The, the best part about working in television was the was the food. I- ironically, you went on a TV show that's famous for <laughs> no food. Not food. Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad move by you. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, to their shame and sometimes delight, we've they've done a lot of things out of spite in their day. They're one. According to Kendall, one. What's the worst thing that either of us have done for spite? Have we moved across the country like the Costanzas to spite someone? Uh, I'm sure our parents would argue we did do that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm not a big spite guy. Uh, I'm really not. Like, I might do like a little thing to annoy you, but I, I mostly just want to be done with like. A, if somebody is really annoying me, I, I sort of just want to be. You done want to with cut dealing. off ties. Yeah. You don't want revenge because I okay. feel like there's always retribution. So I feel sure. like that. Yeah, by, you take revenge, and then they go to like step three, right? And then it's it's going to be more annoying to deal with whatever they end up doing back to me. So I, I don't really. Uh, often engage in some sort of like tit for tat sure it's like the twitter version of like someone's trolling you block them don't like go over the right top of them, i get then in very few t- real twitter feuds yeah I, I feel like you should keep the number to zero yeah that's what i do yeah. a pacifist yeah I, I also i'm not a big revenge person yeah uh what does caleb have to say caleb uh, my wife though very spiteful she'll she'll spite <laughs> don't, she'll don't spite cross anybody Nicole. right right even I if mean, you've done nothing yeah <laughs> Like she like what if you uh, park in what if you park in her driveway? Well, yeah, I mean she wants to like call the police on the neighbors constantly. I was like, stop! What are you gonna do that for? Uh, she doesn't care. She doesn't care. Uh, she's scorched earth. She's a scorched earth kind of. Listen, person. you every relationship needs one and one, right? They need the calm person to sort of sort of you know to mm-hmm. speak you know logically to uh, to the other partner and and uh, the one person who's looking to like because if you're both wimps. You're going to, you know, everyone's going to walk pushed over. around. It probably right. won't be good. Yeah. Right. And uh, people will be parking on your lawn before you know it. <laughs> Caleb says, are you really able to tell how a burger was cooked from how it tastes? I can never tell. I mean, that's pretty much uh, one of the best ways I would think. No, I, I, I think maybe like it's obviously easy to tell if it's well done mm-hmm. and easy to tell if it's raw. I don't know if I can really spot. The difference between well and, and I mean between medium and medium well and medium rare that much. I mean, if you can't tell by how it tastes, then what the hell are you caring about? I guess you shouldn't. I mean, listen, a lot of people don't care. I mean, when I get asked, I'm like, I, 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 you know, they ask me in a restaurant, how do you want that meat? I'm like, I don't know. You could see if, if a burger is uh, rare or, or well and, and you could taste it. Yeah, I guess that's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, Dominic from Massapequa says, uh, hey, guys, fun fact. There are 52 people in the U.S. named Jacopo, and he suggests uh, Jacopo Sesternino if you have another what? son. He already has the name of one of my sons. He wants to name another one. Uh, what do you think about Massapequa as a name? Uh, it's a reach. Massapequa, Massapequa Park, Lindhurst, Amityville, Babylon. Yeah. Babylon. Yeah. That's yeah, no good. I feel I only know 90% of the Long Island towns. Like, I've never been in Massapequa, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know all these towns just Where from like, the from. announcements. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is from that. But you know all these places from the announcements. 
you know, when you're in Penn Station. Yep. Wanto. What does Lindsay have to say? <laughs> Wanto. Well, you, you lived in Wanto. I assume you yeah. know Wanto from. Lindsay says, uh, the opening stand up really resonated with me. Uh, my what about Quag, by the way. Quag? No. <laughs> you don't know Quag? That's no. like, uh, that's one of the, you know, that's, that's on, it's like, it's near the Hamptons, maybe. That's on the, like the big board on, at, in Penn Station. Okay. Lindsay. East Wilston. Lindsay wants to say that the opening stand up really resonated with me at the end. My sister loves tapioca pudding, but literally, Every time my mom makes it, my mom insists my sister doesn't like tapioca. This has been going on for 20 years. Yeah, I, ha- yeah, I have the same thing. I feel like I haven't eaten chocolate in my life, and I come over, and my mom's like, wait, you don't eat chocolate? Mm-hmm. Right. What are you going to do? All right. Travis says, is Jerry encouraging Uncle Leo to break up with his girlfriend, his lowest, most self-centered act of the series, clearly premeditated with potentially life-changing consequences? No, he just mugged a lady a few episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, I think that's still worse. I mean, this is bad. Like, this is bad, but I feel like he set the bar so high. At this point, they have to murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming. Coming. <laughs> I mean, the last, you know, the last, uh, the last episode, that's pretty bad. That's like, it's meaner, but it's not, it's not necessarily as bad as mugging somebody. Yeah. You know, sitting and laughing, someone who's getting mugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that, that's actually not great. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Max the Millennial. Uh, is, is, he asks if this is the first time that Jerry's drunk in the series. Yeah. He's, he's not, not drunk. really drunk. I think he's joking. And then he's drinking the beer later, but I don't think he's drunk. Yeah, he's definitely I, not drunk. I think, yeah. What, what about Dr. Thomas? He's got some answers about the poppy seed There's stuff. A quick Google search shows many reported cases similar to Elaine's problem from the episode. Clinical investigations as well as a Mythbusters episode have also confirmed that eating poppy seeds can be an issue uh, with urinary drug tests for up to 48 hours after consumption. My bigger issue is with the storyline's accuracy uh, comes in the final few minutes. Helen's urine sample uh, tests positive for menopause and osteoporosis, but you can't diagnose those conditions on a simple urine sample. And even if you could, it certainly wouldn't show up on a drug screen. It is ludicrous. Thanks, Dr. Thomas. He used to be like medical school doctor, so maybe Thomas. So maybe he, we haven't heard from him in a while. Maybe he's an actually a doctor now. We could take his advice. Uh, can I tell you a real quick aside from when I was watching the episode this morning? That I was sure. watching the show and I was watching it in my in my office like every single morning when my uh, son wakes up ridiculously early and, and needs to play with Legos. And then usually I can do some other work. And so I was watching the episode. And so at the point where Newman shows up at the episode and I, and I was watching the Seinfeld episode, when uh, Newman comes in, he uh, my, my son was watching it like, oh, that's the mailman. Uh, uh oh it's uh, the mailman is coming in the house like <laughs> but but newman wasn't wearing his mailman outfit so i don't really understand that's crazy how did he know that it, yeah it's weird i don't I, I think he just like does he, has, is he always watching with you so no seen, like, i, I don't he think so i think it was just like an amazing coincidence that there was a person yeah, at i think the door, a coincidence and i think he's just like oh that's the mailman uh but so newman apparently just looks like a, a mailman to uh to a kid yeah sometimes kids do that i was i was in line at a supermarket once with a kid i went to school with and i was racking my brain trying to come up with his name let's say his name was like matt schwartz mm-hmm. right and uh and my kids were like bored it was a long line and literally one of my kids and i, I didn't remember the guy's name at this point uh and my my kids were they were playing like you know dead pretend house or supermarket and like, okay, what's your name? You're a boy. And they literally said Matt Schwartz or something very similar to the guy's name. And then he looks up and I'm like, oh, that's so weird. You know, I don't know. He it looked was like, like a Matt Schwartz. Yeah. He looked like a Matt But anyway, um, the, that is crazy. Although I would be very impressed. I don't know if he's a Toy Story fan. Mm-hmm. If, if he would say like, oh, that's, uh, 
No, uh, the he bad doesn't. Guy from Toy Story too. He doesn't really like Toy Story. It, like, uh, really? That's yeah. such a good kids movie. Uh, yeah, that uh, maybe, maybe in the future. He's uh, we put it on one day. He wasn't that interested for him. He knows the. I characters. will say you skip Toy Story one for the kids because it's a little scary when yeah. they're little. Yeah. Uh, but you go straight to two. I think the kids will like it, and it's like a movie that a grown up can watch and not like shoot their, br- you know, blow their brains out like yeah. Mickey Mouse. I know. They, or something. All three of them made your top one hundred. Yeah, I, I do love. I love the Toy Stories. They're great. Okay. I've seen them dozens of times. All right. What about uh, Matt not Schwartz in Massachusetts? <laughs> Maybe Matt Schwartz. Who knows? Uh, he says uh, since it's assumed that Kramer's a drug dealer in the black market. To be fair, only I assume that. Uh, are you surprised that Kramer didn't have a connection to someone who showed, sold shower heads in the black market? I don't think the black market's like a place where people know each other like maybe now on the dark net like you say mm-hmm. they do but but I, you know I, I don't know if the drug dealers and the showerhead people are running in the same circles necessarily mm-hmm. yeah he also said <laughs> he also says since the seinfelds don't care for the costanzas how did frank get the number yeah we said I, it's it's just a phone book thing matt's probably a millennial also it's a, people forget that phone books existed it was actually probably easier to get someone's phone number back then oh interesting like if you wanted my cell phone number now i don't think maybe it's on the internet but like you know, a lot of like if I just want like someone asked me for my friend's phone number the other day and I I didn't have my phone on me and I was like Googling it. I couldn't find it. I'm like, oh, yeah, you could have found this, uh, you know, your 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 parents home phone number. You would have found, you know, 15 years ago. So mm-hmm. it's we've sort of gone backwards. OK. Uh, and then finally, uh, we have the skinny Newman, Alexander Chester uh, writes in to say last week, Elaine was desperate to get close to wealthy Jerry. One week later, she rejects his offer to come to the tonight show because his material won't be new. Fair question, right? She's uh, she's over it already. And then Chester uh, says that uh, does George not know Estelle at all? He tries to sell Florida to her by mentioning gambling on high lie and swimming with dolphins. Um, yeah, I feel like that. Oh, Chester was Chester in a rush this week. That's it. I mean, he had others. Listen, not Rob. I go through these with a fine tooth comb. Not every question makes it to the to the final. Oh, okay. All right. So, okay. Got it. So there's other you got to you know you got to work hard. He had some question about like like how much action is uh, is Leo getting, but I didn't care <laughs> no, enough. That's, to put it. That, that's something to explore. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, but I, I, you know, I, the thought of even you know whatever, I, I, I didn't even want to get into that. All right. Uh, how about for the hashtag? Uh, I love a uh, highlight. I lie, but H I G H L A I. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I do good. think we should we should actually take that out. It's such a good idea. Pitch it to the highlight. They're so desperate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should really. People should. I, you could just see it on YouTube. It's like a fifteen minute thirty for thirty. Right. It's yeah. called like Why is Highlight Dialing or Why did Highlight Die? Uh, it's depressing. Like you see the, like a couple shots, like I explained with like the five thousand seat court and like there's four people there. It's sad. Well. Get some people who are high, and uh, they'll be very interested. I think. There's, I mean, I'm not a, a drug user, so I, I'm not the right person to answer this question. But there's probably better sports for people who take drugs. But I don't know. Maybe highlight works. They get some good concessions, also. Well, not now. Now it would be like some rundown, disgusting place with like one worker in the back. Why would you think there's good concessions at the highlight place in a gross casino? We are going to open up. Oh, oh, oh! I good hear concessions. Oh, Once I hear we open up saying. the marijuana dispensary at the oh, highlight games, then we're also going to have good it. snacks. Oh, so like popcorn? Get your popcorn here, but it's like magic popcorn. Magic popcorn. I don't know. If That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be like a real party. It's going to be very chill. I think I, this could work. I really <laughs> think we should cut this whole thing out. Yeah. Patent pending, guys. Patent pending. pending. All right. Uh, so what else, Keith? What's coming up next week? Next week we got the doll. Uh, you know, uh, Susan has a doll that looks exactly like uh, George's mom, and uh, Elaine comes back from Tuscany. We got the maestro again. Mm. 
Yeah. It, wacky episode. All right. So looking forward to all that. Thanks so much to Scott St. Pierre, who really uh, had to do a lot of work with this episode. So uh, by the time you're hearing this, uh, Scott has put a lot of effort into this. So uh, thank you so much, Scott. And of course, uh, Mike Moore, who writes the recaps. Always appreciate that. Uh, Keeve, I listened to uh, basically almost the whole episode, except for whenever you were talking about me of uh, the 32 fans podcast last night. Yeah, we're 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 really in uh, recap mode. I feel like I have my pulse on the season uh, better than I have the last few years. My picks have been pretty good so far. Uh, still live in Survivor, and I feel like everything I said before the season so far has. Uh, and not everything has come true, but a lot of my picks are right on the money. I hope you everyone gambled on them. Okay, so far so good. All right, so uh, looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say in the comments on postshowrecaps.com. You can also subscribe and leave us those uh, high flow comments on iTunes. Go to postshowrecaps.com slash Seinfeld iTunes. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.